Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cast Ice, the podcast that explores the great big wild world of tabletop gaming that exists today. It's been said once or twice, mainly on this podcast, that we are in the middle of a gaming renaissance. There are just too many good games that we can spend our hobby time and our hobby dollars on. And that leads to a serious case of not knowing what to play next. And I guess that's the purpose of this podcast. It's to dig into the games that my guests and I enjoy playing, to talk to uh, some of the people who create these games, and to talk about big industry events. Now, this week, we're going to go on a little tangent away from games themselves, and we're going to talk to someone who creates the models that we put on the tabletop. Because if you think about it, oftentimes what we are playing in tabletop games are just big, glorified board games, almost. And if you go back to even games that you played as a kid, like Clue or Monopoly, you have the little shoe and you have Colonel Mustard's uh, you know, yellow game piece and whatever else, but there's always a piece that goes on the table. And one of the coolest bits about the games that we play is the time and the effort and everything that we put into creating the pieces that we move around the tabletop as we play these games. Now, I've played a lot of games over the years, and I'm sure you have too. And we all have models uh, or companies or game ranges where we prefer playing and painting, I should say painting and converting and putting together models. For example, Marvel Crisis Protocol, I absolutely love playing the game. Some of the models aren't terribly fun to assemble, and honestly, I don't enjoy painting the models as much as I should. Weirdly, though, Star Wars Legion, almost the same scale, I love painting in that scale. For some reason, it just works for me. But if we're going to talk about both of those games, weirdly, my favorite models for both of those games aren't made by the actual manufacturers. They're made by someone else, and that is the person who is joining me today. One of my absolute favorite miniature designers of all time is our guest today, Jordan from Skull Forged Miniatures. Welcome to Cast Dice. How you doing, brother? Hello, hello. Thank you for that, that wonderful intro. Man, it's all true. I have been painting your models for years. Uh, and I know the last time we spoke was on uh, the Star Wars cast on this network. And I know oh, that... Yes. And God, you've made so many models since then, but I have painted a ton of them. Uh, I am such a fan of your work. Jordan, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with miniature manufacturing, because I'm not sure everyone who's listened to this had heard that. Now, you are an independent miniature creator. How does that happen, and how have you gone to creating some of the most exciting dynamic models that I've painted recently? Yeah, well, I, I think like most of us who are into wargaming, we started when we were roughly 15, mm-hmm. you know, in our, in, our, in our parents' garage, scrounging up as 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 all the extra money we could for one $40 miniature. Mm-hmm. And then that's all you'd have for a month. Um, but I've been wargaming, you know, since I was a teen and then uh, kind of dropped off through there a little bit until I got into my mid to late adulthood after having a kid and settling down and uh, just got back into painting minis. I've got a couple, I had a couple of coworkers who uh, 
who were very into board games and war games and, and got me introduced to X-Wing and then I totally fell back into the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I worked in video games for about 10 years uh, doing character art, character models, all you know, on the 3D side and 2D side, mm-hmm. uh, illustration and modeling. And then from there, when Star Wars Legion came out, just this light bulb moment hit where um, I could model something, I could model a character that had not yet been released mm-hmm. and 3D print it and boom, I had my own my own character right there in the tabletop yeah and that took off like wildfire in social media and so i had to finish you know the rest of the squad then had to make some villains had to make some more aliens more droids and at the time for the type of printing you would do with uh small miniatures a lot of that would go through a third-party company like shapeways who they have a pretty big uh foot in the print on demand business we can send them a model and they can they can print it for you mm-hmm. but since then that's it's been about four years since I started resin printing. It was like your your home hobby resin printing has taken off, and so now there are so many people who are making models, but also hobbyists who are printing models. Uh, and now this whole new kind of like this small niche has kind of grown to this huge large community of people who are either doing their own twist on a tabletop game, making their own tabletop games, but now kind of the means of production have been have been somewhat more attainable. I don't think we're at like a pure, like, you know, Prometheus bringing fire to the, to the lowly humans just yet, (laughs) but uh, cause, cause resin is totally toxic and there's a whole bunch of (laughs) extra recognizance you have to take while, while making these minis. But um, yeah, we're in this really fun, cool place of, you know, you're playing a tabletop game and you say, Oh, well, I, I, I know I know company A has has licensing limitations and, and has a product line that's going to last about five years. Mm-hmm. But I want this character now, you know, oh, and, yeah. you know, impatience breeds ingenuity. And, and so I can see the characters I want on the tabletop. I can also help others see the characters they want to see on the tabletop. And uh, th- there's always going to be people kit bashing and green stuff and stuff together because that's part of the hobby. But it is being able to 3D print and realize something with enough fidelity that that can you know look like something that was cast in plastic and and you know shipped overseas it's it's pretty fun i don't i don't think we've had access to that kind of technology before no absolutely not definitely i remember going back to the to the old games workshop gts back when they first kicked off in the u.s in the early 90s and watching some of the models that you know people put into armies and and you're always trying to one-up from one year to the next. You're trying to take your army to the next level to be eye-catching so the judges would give you a better score and so that you could blow away or and or blow away the other players in the tournament. There were all sorts of wacky themes that people went with, but there was always that limitation of you had to kitbash and create. And some people would sculpt bits and pieces onto models but to, to do something on an army-wide level was always really difficult. Now, we are yeah. in an age where there are third-party manufacturers, where people are creating bits and pieces so that you can take them and add them to official kits, uh, quote-unquote official, or third-party manufactured models in entirety that allow you to take that theme to the next level. And your, I first became aware of you and your work when I was looking to do something different with Star Wars Legion. I really wanted to do an Imperial Army, but God, did I just not want to paint the same stormtroopers that everyone else had. And mm-hmm. I found from, um, someone posted a picture online of some, uh, some helmets 
for stormtrooper lookalikes that had the the big forward plate on the forehead that looked a lot like the mud troopers that were on Mimbin, right, of course, right? right? Yeah. Uh, and so I ordered a bunch from Shapeways because that's how we did it back then. And uh, from there, I ordered a bunch of cloaks from another manufacturer, and I took your heads and someone else's cloaks from Victoria Miniatures, and I brought them together with the official Star Wars Legion Stormtrooper models and kitbashed them all, and I made mud troopers, and I was so excited. Now you make models that fit perfectly for that in the entirety, cloaks and all. You've sort of created a, a lot of themed armies, alternative models that people can use to to create those visually stunning individual looking armies and still get to play the games that they love, right? It's so exciting. Yeah, I th- I think it's it's creating part of part of it is creating like this holistic experience of um you're not necessarily being limited by the 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 official content available, especially right. with the with this ongoing pandemic. The amount of people doing official tournaments face to face is limited greatly, and so mm-hmm. either you're going to be you're going to be hobbing up your army for the past two years, or you're playing in limited capacity, uh, masked outside with a friend, and you know everybody everybody likes to one up each other and show off their army and and to have your whole army. That's the army that you envisioned. Whether it's from you know one movie or it's this fan-made whole universe you made up in your head of kid bashing mm-hmm. different parts from other people, you can still have that whole army with a much better fidelity than you've ever had before. Now, as you said, you have been looking, you've been watching TV shows, you've been watching movies, you've been reading books, you've been um, thinking about the universes in general and creating model pieces and models that people can use for alternatives um, for Star Wars Legion, for Marvel, Crisis Protocol, and for a variety of other games, all of which you can find on Skullforge, uh, the Skullforge Gumroad page, um, if you want to find the official page. Um, but you've recently started a Patreon. Now, we'll get there, or maybe we should just go there right now. You've started a <laughs> Patreon. Um, now, when I first found you, of course, we talked about you being on Shapeways, but Shapeways, they make it for you. You started then selling your files through Gumroad, um, which allowed people to get exactly the models they want to then print themselves or to pass off to someone else to print, which is what I've done. Now you have a Patreon. Can you talk to us about that process? And then we'll go back to the the inspiration side of things. Yeah, so I think for, for the longest time, I, I've, so I, I looked at... Uh, the first post I did posting a model. And so I've been doing skull forge unofficially for four years and like legally officially for like two ish years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that's, that, that's a long time. And it started out with, I knew about Shapeways. Uh, I, I've sent models there before um, uh, just to have little, you know, desktop miniatures of games I've worked on and Shapeways was great, but the cost was very expensive and oh, it yeah. was near, near impossible to prototype something and if I would make something and it would be slightly off scale because at the time making things even before Legion came out, you would kind of say, okay, this miniature look like it might be 42 centimeters or 42 millimeters high. No, it's actually 43 for like a standard trooper. So now everything's off for the one character that, you know, on Wikipedia says it's 1.6 meters. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was impossible to like try, try either to nail down scale or if a detail was too thin. Um, it was, it was very hard to prototype. And so I moved on to selling files, which as much, I thought that it would take a huge bite out of 
out of kind of the, the monthly Apple that Scoffwords provided. Mm-hmm. It turned out that it was just the right time that people were getting more into home resin printing. And so that was great. Uh, people bought files. Uh, sales weren't hurting or anything. But at the same time, I was still making content on a level that fit my interests. And it was hard to kind of parse through audience interest and, and what my customer base was looking for. Because mm-hmm. it's very it's very possible for one person to be loud about a, about one character mm-hmm. and get get a text message. I'll get I'll get a Facebook message and then they'll show up at my door asking. I'm like, OK, you know, I'll make it fine. Yeah, exactly. and, then, and, they, and then they don't even buy it. <laughs> like, OK. Mm-hmm. so um and and so for a while I'd, i i would just make what i want to make and and it would i'd have to at the same time make what i wanted to make and and kind of meet try, try to try to find the trends where they happen and whether that was a show that had weekly episodes and so i had to make a new model every week um which is doable and it's fun but it's also tiring oh yeah um or or it would be a movie came out and so let's all make all the characters from this movie over the course of a month, oh, it turns out people don't like that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a weird, <laughs> what, what a waste of time. Um, and so with the Patreon then, it made sense to to, to have a format where people could, um, as, as, as uh, like grimy as it sounds, like vote with their wallet. Yeah. Like if you're going to support me and my company, I will absolutely listen to you. No yeah. problem. So... And so, if, so for the highest tier, uh, not only are you getting uh, a squad of miniatures, uh, a character, a vehicle, or a creature, you're getting to be heard, and your needs are going to be catered to. And so, every suggestion that at the highest tier makes, you know, that gets marked down, that gets an asterisk next to it. That's something that I know either they want to see, um, and that you, usually most of the time it's it's something with widespread interest. Because you know a show is on right now and there's a character. Yeah. All right, we're making that character. No problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> easy, well, it, easy. It's also that I mean, having been a fan of you for years and following you on social media, I know that your Facebook page was inundated with constant requests. I know I was one of them. I harassed you forever, <laughs> wanting cloud troopers from Empire Strikes Back. So for me oh did you see did you see the vehicle from pocket dimensions they made a they made a cloud speeder i did i so did. i need i need to send him a message i need to send aaron a message mm-hmm. listen 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 there's a guy in australia yeah really we wants those send him a, we gotta send him a package <laughs> oh hell yeah we, we gotta collaborate we gotta collaborate on this Ooh, man you know i'm down but i'm look and i'm just one of millions of uh you know figuratively millions but uh, one of a countless uh, number of people that have made suggestions to the point where you just said, I'm deleting all requests. I'm putting one thread up. And how many posts does that thread have? It's, it's unbelievable. It's it's, yeah. It, 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 and when it first started, when I first, I first made that comment, it easily like just like passed 200 in a heartbeat. I was like, oh, oh dear. Oh dear. And so now like my computer has trouble loading when I try to find like old messages or mm-hmm. I'm like trying to just make a giant spreadsheet. Oh, that's all right. You know, let's just make a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you had to do something. And I think this really does uh, help you with that. Besides, it also uh, lines up for you consistency, right? Um, that, that helps exactly. you with your business because this has gone now beyond a hobby, isn't it? This is actually a way that you help support your family. Oh, yeah. I, I quit my, my, my previous job in, in March of this year. 
Oh wow! I didn't. I, know I, that. After, after being yeah, after being in video games for about about eleven years now, I I had quit and I decided I had that light bulb moment where I could do this full time, and it was really scary because mm-hmm. there there is there is always a risk involved. But the goal was when I decided to leave to eventually move onto a Patreon so that I'm making what fans want and not aggressively seeking out any sort of you know new new film or TV show yeah. to make content for, and so. Um, you know, to a certain extent, I'm just making what people ask of me, and 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 they're they're just giving me money every month, which is always appreciated. Um, but yeah, I I I made this switch, and so I now now I have no office to go to, and so I'm just <laughs> officially stuck at home. And so I've got I'm, I've been uh, rehabbing a basement a couple blocks away, and so when that's finished, I'll have an official new studio, an official Skull Forge studio, complete Brilliant. with you know. A workshop and a nice, nice woodworking area, a painting area, ventilated. It'll be, it'll be really fun. Oh, ventilated. Who needs that, right? <laughs> uh, For my line of work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, man. That's huge. I wasn't aware that you had uh, gone full independent and uh, gone out on your own. That's awesome. It's been, it's been a real shift. I think the, the one thing I, 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 I realized early on was, you know, when you're, when you're doing the thing you love, the, the hardest part is realizing what you love. And so I'd worked in video games for so long thinking I, I'd love video games. And like, well, no, actually, I like video games. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. And so when, so when that passion slowly waned away and I realized I was just doing doing this nine to five of, of things that I'm, I'm I'm okay at doing this, so I'll just do this. But more and more, at, at, uh, for as long as I've been doing Skullforge, every year I've been thinking I got to find a way to do this. I love doing this. I love sculpting, printing, painting the wargaming and minis that that's that's my life and that's what i want to get into and so it's a lot of work i i definitely don't take much time off right now but it's a lot of fun yeah you're in that you're getting your sea legs up and you're you're building up your uh your credentials but i mean god you've been doing that for years i looked at your gum road and was blown away there's something like what 240 different quote-unquote files that people can buy oh but yeah that's yeah. but that doesn't take into account that some of those are squads of like eight to 10 models. That's right. That's right. And it doesn't account for the, the welcome pack on, and the, and the, the month one pack on Patreon mm-hmm. right now that <laughs> there's a lot of stuff there. Oh man. Is there ever, I was looking at that going, Oh, so good. But <laughs> before we get to that, I, I want to be clear. You're not just taking things from TV shows and from movies and, you know, creating alternative models and giving people, you know, modeling opportunities these days, you're being commissioned by people to create original characters and original files for game campaigns, amongst other things. So I guess let's talk about next. Um, I know that you've designed models for uh, terrain Kickstarters. And did I hear properly? You uh, you created some original Star Wars type characters for the Fifth Trooper guys? Yes, yes, that is true. Yeah, I've done work with David Imperial Terrain for a while. I think every time he has a big Kickstarter, you know, we always mm-hmm. we always have a conversation. It's like two superheroes nodding at each other, you know, <laughs> nice. that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, with the fifth train stuff, Jay contacted me a couple months ago. And so it's been a really fun relationship making these things that, you know, they're, they're stars inspired or stars adjacent. It's, it's a galaxy, maybe not so long ago and somewhere close by, but, uh, it's, it's a ton of fun because I, I know 
I know the the style well. And so from there, it's kind of just riffing on a lot of a lot of cool, fun ideas and 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 where kind of this this narrative campaign would can go. And it, and the campaign itself is taken off like wildfire. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to see like how 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 people are jonesing for content mm-hmm. and they want to play a cool awesome campaign and i think it's the same thing with heroes of the Atari cluster where mm-hmm. you know sure it's, it's side content but people people want to play yes and it's it also speaks volumes about the quality because you know you can you can get a lot of campaign packs for games um homemade things and you know they can be a lot of fun and great to play i've played a tons of them ton of them especially uh for world war 2 type content um in fact i've created some things but when you then look at for example the stuff the fifth trooper are doing the art behind it and then when you back that up with the models that you are creating all of a sudden that feels real official because it isn't just the great written content. Like clearly they put a lot of time in creating that stuff um, to make sure it's oh, balanced yeah. and it's fun. But then when you back that up with the high quality production quality, you know, content with your stuff, now we're talking and it, it I mean, feels real good. I was blown away because there's, there's always, Hey, can, can you make a couple models? Sure. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We can do some sculpts. That, that'll be fine. And, you know, sometimes it's just a couple sculpts and that's it. And then, you know, you have your logo there and that's fine. But this is a whole production. It's, right? it's so cool to see everything come together and it's designed well. Um, it's it, You can see where they're, they're, they're leaving spots to, to either, you know, d- design spaces for later or like these huge, wonderful ideas. It's 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 so fun to see a project of this scale and yeah. then, then to be able to talk to the people behind it and, and see that everyone has the same passion and the same goal of quality. And it's not just a single pack. Having listened to those guys recently, I think they've put out, what, pack two now? Um, People are talking about it and the hype's there. But they're talking about they're currently working on pack nine. And so... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's... But that 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 quality requires lead time, right? Things need to be designed. Art needs to be created. Your models need to be done. Things like that. And so things need to be play tested. So it's great to see that amount of effort going in by an independent gaming group. Give fans of a game the the content that they want. Not that you know, not that there hasn't been some great content for Star Wars Legion, but you know there was a switch of game studios, and you know there have been production issues globally. So to have the community come forward to, you know, support things when, you know, things are a little tough or a little, you know, getting back on their feet, it's great to see, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that that shows the quality of the game itself, of, of you know, the Legion game and Legion community, that yeah. there is a level of professionalism and the creativity of the community. It's very cool. Yeah, agreed. And it's also nice, I mean, as as someone who creates files that people then can then download and print themselves it's got to feel good that you are able to help people to get models on the table when sometimes they literally can't get the models that they need to play because of these production issues around the world and that's not having a go at any of the companies that are making these games we had john matthews on uh not too long ago one of my old bosses from games workshop who now works for battlefront and we talked about just the the scarcity of containers to move things internationally from where they're manufactured to your front door and how much um, that the 
the price of those containers has gone through the roof. It's, oh my gosh, it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, and so there is the debate: Are is three D printing good for gaming, et cetera, et cetera? And now you can talk about the ups and downs of that till the cows come home, and we have talked about that before. But it is really exciting to be able to get such high quality models at your front door, you know, sometimes in your own house at a really uh, unbelievably quick turnaround simply because, you know, you're able to download them and then print them, which is fantastic. And that's got to feel good for you, right? Yeah. What I love and my, my reward is seeing a painted model of something that I've made is the coolest thing. Someone took the time out of their day, out of their night, you know, they put the kids to bed mm-hmm. and now they're, now they're up late painting something that I sculpted. They're, they're putting their, their, their blood, sweat and tears into something that I sculpted. And that's so cool. It's, and, and, and it does, it doesn't matter the quality of the paint job. It's, it's that they cared enough to print it and hold it. And, and it's amazing. Nice. Now I did ask you this before. Um, you don't always play the tabletop games. I know as a father and as someone who was working a day job and then designing Skullforge models at night, there wasn't a whole <laughs> lot of other time. Um, are, yeah. are you, I mean, I know also, um, you know, pandemics, lockdowns, everything else. Have you been, a, which are not insignificant, which is why I'm not really playing many <laughs> games at the moment, but are you feeling like you are able to engage with, the, as in gaming on the tabletop or paint heaven forbid the models you've created or other things or is this sort of i know it's turned into your quote-unquote day job now but is is it also just that creative process that is your hobby talk to us about how this works yeah it is still 100 percent the hobby i mean and i think i think that's why i i was so confident in making the switch why that light bulb didn't fizzle out so quickly um i'm right now i'm painting a model that i just printed uh, the, nice. the sneak peek. I like, can I send you a photo? Are you mm-hmm. on your phone? Do you have your I phone am. Nearby? I am. It makes for real bad radio, but I do love going. Ooh, it's, it's, it's the worst radio. Oh yeah, exactly. You get to hear the ooh <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm painting a model right now, and like, and and I'm not a I'm not a great painter, but but I I do I do get enjoyment out of it, and that that's the hobby right there. That's the fun, you know. It is, so man. it is. Yeah, I I um, was actually digging through a box of your models uh, literally an hour ago, because um, as as I've alluded to several times, uh, I am in lockdown in Melbourne. We've hit 240 days of lockdown this week, which is amazing, um, and oh, means that there just aren't a lot of games going on. Yeah. Oh, boy. <clears throat> However, I, I did have one of those brainwave moments because we've moved house and I was unpacking my game library and I pulled out Stargrave. Now, Stargrave was a game that I had lined up some games for. I was oh, super yeah. excited when it came out. But then, you know, lockdown and then, you know, remote teaching and it just kind of ground me out. But I do. I had downloaded the solo rules and then that got me thinking, you know, if I can't play a game. Here's a game that was literally designed, well, the the solo rules were designed to work with it the day it dropped. Clearly, a lot of work was put into it. And I've read through them, and they look great. And the the whole solo rules that have come out as the PDF for that game are bounty hunting. And it was like, wait a minute, light bulb moment. 
I've just unpacked all of the Skull Forge uh, models that I have over here. Look, there's a whole lot of painted bounty hunters. Hmm. <laughs> And hey, went, went back and forth, and uh, I think I'm going to be playing some solo Stargrave very soon uh, using some of your Absolutely. models, sir. So, yeah, yeah so I, excited. I, I might have something similar in the works uh, for the, the movie Solo. Um, there's a couple characters from there that are that are that have sort of a bounty hunter vibe in them, and in a particular gang that needs to, that needs to come to the tabletop that I think will be oh. good for minions. I, I just looked at the photo you sent me. You're a bad man. Oh, you are such. It's a... gonna be fun. Oh. It's gonna be fun. Uh, for 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 those of us in the in the audio format, uh, I'll just say that I have plans within plans, and the spice must flow. Yes, I was gonna say. <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna be uh, walking irregularly in the sand? Is that what I'm yeah. hearing? Yes, yes, yes. Walk irregular. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the sleepers yeah. must awaken. Oh man, I cannot wait for that. That I'm just oh. We we're a little bit because we are locked down. We need to wait for movies to come out on streaming, so uh, yeah. I'm just hoping. I mean, thank. I just read the book recently, so uh, yeah, there shouldn't be too many spoilers. But still, oh, want to see it. Good anyway. time. Good time. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I I've never been more sad about not being able to immediately fly to Europe at mm-hmm. a moment's notice. <laughs> right. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm I'm reading the book again right now. It's, I I read it once a year. It's one of my favorite books, and I'm just like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. And right now, like everything I'm doing is based off trailers. Yes. So it's every bit of information I can see. And and there's uh, McFarlane made a range of action figures too, and so I've been using those for reference. Yeah. But there, there's yeah, there's some good fun stuff coming. Yeah, I've been for longtime listeners of the show. You know that I've been uh, for the last since my lockdown project has been converting a uh, 28 millimeter 156 scale GI Joe army, and just you know a lot of the vehicles from there are 3D printed and then converting the infantry. But um, one of the very first things I pulled out was the next group of infantry for that army, and I pulled out my action figure painting guide and was or collecting guide, and I've been using that to paint my models. And I posted a picture of it, and people were like, "Wait, what's that book?" I was like, yeah, <laughs> and that's how I roll, kids. Got to yeah. be authentic with your toy soldiers. Pretty, oh, exa- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Authenticity. Uh, no, Very important. I'm not a nerd or anything. Well, Jordan, let's jump back quickly to the Patreon. Um, now, I have opened the Patreon. I've not joined it yet because I actually haven't ever <clears throat> signed up to Patreon. That's okay. That's okay. There's only love here. Okay. Whew. <laughs> you know I'm a fan. So let's talk about the tiers because you are literally the first person who's ever gotten me to log into Patreon um, just by having one. So I logged in and was looking that, at it. That is a success right there. Yeah. Well, it literally is because I've supported other podcasts. I've supported other projects. But I always message them directly and say, can I just throw you some money because I don't want to log into Patreon. And you actually got me to log in, <laughs> you bad man. So... With this, there are multiple tiers. Um, talk to us about how the Patreon model works for you because um, there there's a lot there, and I want to make sure it's done properly. And as someone who hasn't used Patreon, <clears throat> I, I may not be the expert. <laughs> yeah, so Patreon is a great way, it's a great platform to support creators in their creative endeavors. I, I mm. think of it more as... I like you enough and want to make sure that you are financially stable um, versus uh, I give you money and you give me something and that's it. It's it's less transactional. It's, it's more, it's more community based. It's, it's more emotional. And so with my Patreon, 
I, I've decided that every month I'm going to make a set of minis no matter what. I, I already do. And so with the Patreon now, I can listen to the community, uh, my, my Patreon community, and say, mm-hmm. uh, let's take all your suggestions, let's put up to a vote, and let's figure out what we're going to make next month. With the, the three tiers are separated to Apprentice, Journeyman, and Forge Master. At the Apprentice tier, you're, you're going to get uh, two characters and a squad. Uh, that that's going to be generally themed. I, I, I pushed more toward a thematic squad, and so you can get a smuggler and then uh, mm-hmm. three of, of the smuggler's minions. Uh, or you could get, you know, a princess and their and their uh, retinue of, mm-hmm. of, of house guards. Um, nice. At higher tiers, we've got a we've got a vehicle and a, and a creature. Mm-hmm. That swap out every month because I can only do so much work on one person. Once I hire someone to do some sculpting, then maybe we'll we'll we'll, inc- we'll increase the we'll increase the bandwidth. Mm-hmm. But for right now, uh, for anyone who's listening, uh, who who wants to know how big sculpting for, they just it's one it's one person. Mm-hmm. And so all your suggestions are heard, but I only have two hands, <laughs> and I have to sleep minimum four hours. <laughs> exactly right, and you do have a family, so you know there's that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I as 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 much as I love modeling, I do have to see my family from time to time. Mm-hmm. I do have to open the door. Is everyone still here? Cool. You haven't left yet? All right. Cool. Wave. Yeah. Glad you're still mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the top tier is what you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. So with the Forge Master tier, and that's the highest tier of support. And that shows me that, that well, well, that tells me, one, I'm indebted to you because you are an artist. You know, cash at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I am going to take special care to listen to you. So, all the suggestions that come out every month, uh, you get the first pass to whittle that down to five suggestions. Mm-hmm. And that five then gets put to the larger audience. But from, and, and what's great is, I was I was hoping that kind of the, the Plinko game of where people, the categories that people fall to yeah, a couple at the bottom, a large amount in the middle, and then a couple at the top. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's a fair amount of Forge Masters, and so there's a lot of people who want to be heard, but also like want to support me. And it's it's amazing that that people have have come out and 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 have uh, shared their support with me. That's and so awesome. you're gonna get heard. I want to make the models that you want to see, and it's good. It's all good. It's all gravy. Oh man, so much good in there. Um, well, you've also, I mean, there's a lot going on in your life. So you not only have this, but you're also working with another game at the moment. Can you talk to us a little Mm -hmm. bit about how Renegade Legion works? Yeah, this is this game, Renegade Legion, uh, with Budgie Smuggler Games. Um, so we are making a tabletop grav tank war game and it, and it has kind of the, it, it, it is, it is a, a modern a modern twist and an old classic, mm-hmm. but uh, the universe itself is, is is built from the ground up. Where you have the a more thought out version of like the Star Wars Empire. You have the Tog, the Terran Overlord government. Oh, yeah. Where, okay. uh, yeah, they uh, they promote uh, humanism at its core, and so they'll take in aliens. You know, they love everyone, but you have to be human, mm-hmm. and that's for better better for worse and so they'll assimilate other cultures and, and uh civilizations and aliens throughout the galaxy to make them more human and, and kind of constrict them into a more human form and and and, and likeness and, and kind of place in society and then you have the union outside the tog and and they're the last remnant of 
and it's salvation, but also they're as, as much as they are a group of aliens and humans who are trying to work together and they find because of sometimes that can be hard. But the renegade element and the, the namesake of the game is a chapter of, of, the, of the talk that uh, that kind of uh, exiled themselves and became the renegade legion. And so that's kind of turning the tides of war between the tog and the, the union. Mm-hmm. But we have these really cool grav tank models that the game itself was like 285 skills, battle tech mm-hmm. around the tabletop space. Yep. And we, we've designed the game for using so the, 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 if you're new to wargaming, you'll understand this game. And then you'll play it again and go, ooh, I, I, I understand everything, how this works. And now I want to go to the next level and, like, give me more tanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put some mines on the battlefield and all that. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool how a lot of us came from either, like, from myself, miniature sculpting and, and video gaming. But that we've had other people that have worked, uh, in, at, at, worked with Catalyst Game Labs and Battletech. And so we kind of have this whole, you know, old school to new school mm-hmm. uh, wargaming group all with ideas kind of coming to this table space and making something new and exciting but that'll be coming to game found for a a, a, a crowdfunding campaign Brilliant. pretty soon oh that's so cool so originally this was a fasa game right and then um who also made battletech as you said uh, amongst many other games but this was originally if memory serves this was a, a hex based game is it still going to be that or is it um, jumping into something different now that it's, I know it's, that Battletech it's, it's jumped is, into, yeah, yeah, it's jumped into free space. And so, mm. uh, instead, instead of hexes, and I think, you know, there's an argument for hexes. I, I do think they provide better navigational movement compared mm-hmm. to a grid. And so when I played D and D, I prefer hexes. That's just me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think we wanted to move the complexity out and so you're looking at hexes and you go oh no uh, i've got limited movement and so you could take any game you could take like your x-wing for example mm-hmm. that game is somewhat hex based even though there are no hexes in that game right and so we removed an element visual complexity so that you have a better understanding of the tabletop space that's cool man oh that's so rad like just to i've, I've just google searched um Renegade Legion and looking at the just the covers from the game are bringing back so many memories of flipping through their fast like, It is old school cool. That oh. yeah, that's I mean that stuff like it's it's the what everyone grows up on. Mm-hmm. And like every time I see like some like Exo Squad and whatnot, I'm like, yes. ooh yeah, this is tight. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is my gravy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that William Keith, the guy who wrote all the Grey Death Legions, did did novels for this as well. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. This is taking me down a dark rabbit hole, my friend. Oh. I know. You, you, someone's going to be on eBay soon. <laughs> oh, man. I may already be there. Let's not talk about this. Yeah. Oh. So how did you get associated with that project? Uh, this was – so I've, I've worked with CGL. I've made a couple models mm-hmm. for Battletech um, over – I'd say the past like, year and a half. I've made, I've made like three mechs. Uh, that oh the the one of them the um well, two of them the Evelyn Jaguar and the Bushwhacker just got released in the Wave Two pack if if you were I was about to the, ask the which one yeah the yeah. Bushwhacker model the Evelyn Jaguar those are mine and so I've got like three packs of the Bushwhacker that like should I sign these am I cool enough to sign these and it's like no you designed one and the five other ones in that pack are like better models calm down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but they're cool. You know, there'll be Christmas gifts. They'll be like, you see, Dad, what I do is cool. Yeah, exactly, well, right? legitimate, Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think my parents quite understand the podcast. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, so I, I made a couple of mechs. And then so a good friend of mine, uh, Dale, who, mm-hmm. who runs uh, Tabletop Gun and Hardware Studios. And if you're looking for really amazing one uh, 285 scale uh mech related material you need mm-hmm. to check out hardware studios nice. awesome stuff there but i've been friends with him for a couple of years and uh he brought me on to work on some renegade legion art and it was a pretty natural fit you know i can i can make tanks i can do some character art mm-hmm. do some tank art lots a lot of fun oh that's so cool man so man you've got a lot coming up in your future but do you want to give us any teases? I know you've mentioned, um, you know, staggering through the sand, uh, not not using <laughs> regular steps. And I know there's uh, a lot of great stuff coming up with the Patreon and and you've got the, you know, Renegade Legion. Anything in particular coming down the pipe that you're particularly excited about as a designer, though, or? Yeah, yeah. I think that the two things I'm excited about right now that, that, that you know, Everything I'm working on, they all get equal attention, mm-hmm. but there are some things that just keep me up at night, and it's the I would I would call the the Nomads of the Oasis line that's coming up, mm-hmm. um, you know, associated with an upcoming movie, mm-hmm. and uh, long love the book. And then also I'm working I'm working on like a combat arena from a a Thunder God film, oh. and. I want to like, and so the plan is to have the arena, but the more important thing is to have the characters that mm-hmm. fight in that. Arena. And so having kind of a, a pit fighter theme and the, and the big element of that is, you know, th- they're good for any game system that that's fine. But also uh, there's the uh, arena Rex game that, that yes. I love. I, 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 and just, you could just swap out the characters in there and have a fun time, you know, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Cause arena Rex is a game that, you know, has gotten a lot of critical acclaim and yet um you know i haven't seen a lot of it locally and yet i know a lot of people yeah. play it um now clearly this is a game you've played oh yeah yep I've, and I, i've not only done it solo like I, I rarely make it out of the house but i i think the the art is amazing the models are are brilliant yeah. and the rules are just so cool and the fact that like everything just fits in the small little book and then you have your character cards mm-hmm. the element of like rage tracker going down your character being able to do more the more energy they get this momentum they, they know how to pace a game well and i remember meeting them at it was either adepticon or gen con or both but just i love their you know their black booth they've got the the arena there and you're like oh i get it i you immediately get it looking at it yeah so fun oh that's Such rad man I, I was actually gonna ask because you are uh chicago based have you been to many adepticons I have been to one Adepticon. I've been to only one, the 2019 Adepticon. Mm. And it and it is uh, you know, I got back into the hobby maybe 6 years ago, 7 years ago, started doing Skull Forge 4 years ago. One Adepticon under my belt, one Gencon under my belt. Mm-hmm. And then a pandemic happened. <laughs> now, did you go as Jordan from Skull Forge or did you go as Jordan the hobbyist or a little well, bit of both? I I I went as uh, at a Adepticon, I had my Skullforge shirt, and I introduced myself. You know, Jordan from Skullforge, I make minis. I met up with um, Ash from Gorilla Games. Yes. Gave him gave him a painted mini. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is cool. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And I met up with uh, Alex Davies 
from yeah uh, he yeah when, when he was at fantasy fight we had a, we had a fun conversation and it was a good time and just you know everyone's very cool and chill um and mo- most of the time i was just hanging out with dave from imperial train and dale at, at hardware they had a booth mm-hmm. together and so i was like oh how do you get a booth i'm just gonna hang out with you guys because we're buddies and that <laughs> yeah that's that's it and i'm your product adjacent yes <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's like we make things for things oh man that's so cool and then when you went to gen con it was just as a hobbyist i mean that yeah 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 totally just as a hobbyist my buddy had an extra ticket and so you know paid him back for it and it was just walking around the hall just being inundated with with insane things with goodness now that that, is that is a convention for buyers for sure now that was 2019 as well i think that was 20 2017 i think okay. yeah it was 2017 because it was the year my daughter was born mm-hmm. and she was only like four months old and i was like can 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 uh can mom and law come in town because i gotta <laughs> yeah i have a weekend appointment in indiana in indianapolis <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's i mean we have some big conventions down here uh, australia for having such a small population uh you know we have basically the the entire population of Australia, which is about the size of the continental United States, we have a population roughly the size of the city of Tokyo um, spread across that entire giant country. And so, yes. you know, we do have a much higher percentage of war gamers than most other countries, though. So when we put on a game convention, it tends to be, you know, good. But it's still not Gen Con. And it's still not Historicon, and it's still not Adepticon. It's not, we just can't, we don't have the numbers to bump up to those levels. So, man, whoo, I've been to many games days over my, uh, over my years, but yeah. I would, I would kill to get to an Adepticon or, you know, something like that one of these days. God. When, tra- when travel opens up, I'll, exactly. I'll, when travel opens up, either I'm going to Australia because I've always wanted to go, or you're coming up to the Hell Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, you got a place to stay. Let me know. We'll hook you. you you're going to make the trip. We'll make it worth your while. It'll be good. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. <laughs> now, Jordan, I I got I heard a little rumor that you and I are both uh, kind of passionate about a particular IP out of uh, the Japan uh, from the '70s, '80s, and beyond, um, and that you may have uh, been messing around with some of this. Are you? Did, yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about uh, Mobile Suit Gundam? We could talk about some Mobile Suit Gundams. Yes. We could we could talk about some giant robots oh, uh, that, that are that are uh, that are physically impossible to have. Except they built one. They built one. They did. One. I would say the one to one scale <laughs> Gundam that that moves in uh, Yokohama. Oh, yeah, amazing. I wonder how many screws that model kit was. <laughs> you know that. The, Yes. The directions were very good. <laughs> uh, well, there was the one-to-one scale Gundam in Tokyo uh, outside the Gundam store, and it was a model, though. It didn't move. And then they built the moving one because they're mad bastards. It's awesome. So good, right? <laughs> now, what have you been doing? Because you've been making, obviously, not one-to-one scale because your studio isn't finished yet, but um, you've been making slightly smaller <laughs> ones. Yeah, I've, I've been doing... I mean, there, there, there there's like a couple basic sizes for wargaming right mm-hmm. you can do one 156 yeah you can go a little bigger and then you're playing in the the legion mm-hmm. or the mcp even like inquisitor big yes but you know i mean I mean, one day i want i want inquisitor scale to come back because the detail you can put in a mini and then say oh no like you can just play it on the tabletop that's fine 
Like D and D could technically be Inquisitor scale if you had like a small, <laughs> only a handful of minis, right? You just play with action figures at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, then there's then you get into fifteen mil. Then yeah, you get into ten mil, mm-hmm. fifteen mil for a couple things. Then you get into like six mil, like two eighty five scale. You have your X wing. Yes. You have battle tech, mm-hmm. and having done a little bit of work with battle tech, I thought the perfect place to make some giant robots was for battle tech scale. Because yeah. <laughs> there's there's already so many terrain makers mm-hmm. that make stuff for for battle scale, and so all it needed were some giant robots that uh were inspired by kind of samurai s designs with laser swords. Yes. <laughs> right. Ah. Uh, so. Yeah, dude. But it's Gundam so, in so 150. Fun. Sorry, Gundam in 285 is still big, though, isn't it? I mean, so like, and it was funny modeling them out and then doing the measurements, and I thought. No, this can't be right. And then, like, I looked at more reference. No, it's bigger than a Battletech Atlas. And an Atlas is, like, the biggest yeah. mech in Battletech. It's huge. And this thing stands a whole head taller. It's just easily stands a whole head taller. And and then now I'm just, like, thinking about, like, my, my favorite Gundam is MS-8 team. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. And to see them, like, falling off of buildings and, mm-hmm. and, you know, stepping on cars. Like, that is just catastrophic damage. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You had to think there'd be like a, a giant bonds fund after the war. Like, listen, <laughs> we, we need to rebuild everything after the <laughs> mm-hmm. after the first Zeon War. Oh, that is so cool. There is a guy who has been trying to kick off a Gundam tabletop game for years. And I think he's finally going to put it out to Kickstarter. But I think he's been trying to get the company to improve the rights. And it's, yeah, it's oof, brutal. But it's hard. I mean, you can't, you know, I feel like Bandai has such a stronghold. And mm-hmm. this is just talking off the cuff, you know. Bandai has such a stronghold on on, on, on Gundam stuff, as they should be. I mean, yeah. they are the physical presence of Gundam yeah. out there. And trying to get the rights for stuff is is, is a pretty hard sell. Yes. And, and bringing it to Kickstarter more so when you have, there are 285 kits available for Gundam that was on a limited run that you could, mm-hmm. you could get off some like Hobby Japan or something. That's right. Um, but uh, licensing is just, it's it's really hard to do, and you got to have a, a lot of good legal people behind it to, to get it done. Yeah. And even then, uh, are people buying it because it's the license or are people buying it because it's a good product and a good game? And so oftentimes, yeah. I mean, this is the history of board games is having a lot of games based off a movie that is just a crap game. Yes. And you it, you know, you you want you want the best of both worlds. You want, I mean, basically, I, I want every game to be like uh, X Wing, the miniatures game. That is one of the funnest and best games, mm-hmm. and that is one of the best uses of IP in the world. That is such a fun game. It is, and that's often not the case. <laughs> no, with some of the other things. Now there are Gundam fan-made games that are sort of uh, reskinned other games. So there's two that I've played. One is a reskin of the Battlefront uh, Tanks game, which is, uh, you know, the it's almost like their version of X-Wing of um, the Flames of War scale tanks, except. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, except they are using that, like the, a person rewrote that uh, to play with Gundam models. And I've played a lot of that, Smart. actually. Um, because I had a coworker who was interested, and so we played at lunch once a week for like half a year. It was awesome, so good. But um, I had to order a bunch of similarly scaled models uh, from Hobby Japan. Funny you mentioned that, uh, and you yeah. know from those little uh, 
the little balls that come out of the machine outside of the grocery store. I got a bunch of those and then glued them together in some cases, repainted them to play with it, and it was so much fun. But there's an X-Wing reskin for Gundam, for Gundam Fights in Space. And yeah, if you look them up online, you can find both. Um, I think both are on Facebook. But yeah, so cool. Yeah. I have not heard of this X-Wing Gundam fight in space, and I'm super excited. <laughs> yes, although it is based <laughs> off X-Wing version 1, not version 2. So I'm not sure if it's updated. I haven't looked in a little while. But yeah, it that looked... I didn't play that version, but it looked awesome. Like, someone put way too much time in to, to make that reskin. <laughs> for, for something that they could never actually... <laughs> yeah. bring to kickstarter herself <laughs> no that was totally for just for the love and man is it oof. anyway i think uh i think we are now well and truly down the rabbit hole my friend um <laughs> i think it might be time for us to possibly call it a day uh jordan Alrighty. man thank you so much for coming on again i love your work um folks for you at home um, if you have not looked at Skull Forge models, you are doing yourself a disservice. Um, even if you don't play any of the quote-unquote um, games that uh, Jordan makes alternatives for, just looking through the catalog is inspiring in and of itself. There are so many great models in there. I absolutely love his work. I have painted, God, possibly more of your models than almost anything else in the last couple of years, and that's saying something. Really worth checking out, guys. Um, Skullforge, you can, of course, if you don't have a 3D printer, you want to look at Shapeways. There there are some stuff on there. I highly recommend you go to Gumroad, you find the files that you want, and then you find a good resin printer because I, I find that you get a better quality, and that's the way I get Jordan's models. Um, but, of course, Patreon is now up and running. Uh, there's just so many great ways to get your models, Jordan. Again, I know I've said it the last time you're on the show. Thank you so much. I love your work. Please don't stop. <laughs> I I don't plan to. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's I always love talking talking shop. I love talking to people in general because uh, this global situation has had a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of kind of lack of communication across the board. And so it's, it's always good to talk to friends. For those of you at home, I do get messages from you guys, especially during these dark days of lockdown, because they're getting, a, the walls are coming in a little bit at this point. Um, it has been wonderful hearing from you, for those of you who have been messaging. I got a ton of messages after Viv from Knights of Dice's 24-hour paint-a-thon. Um, I was a guest on that Um to raise money for Beyond Blue, uh, I was also I also hung out for a bit in the afternoon and got to uh, be there at the same time he was interviewing Brickman from Lego Masters down here, slash uh, just hanging out and assembling and painting models, and it was a blast. Um, if you have not had a chance to check that out, uh, I believe it's all on YouTube now. If you go to Knights of Dice, that's K N I G H T S. Um, such a good cause, such a great group of guests. And I'm not saying that because I was part of it. Quite the opposite. The guests that were on that were fantastic. The the level of quality of conversation for a 24-hour paint-a-thon. God, I wish I could get that quality for a, tw- for a one-hour podcast, let alone 24 hours in a row. Check it out. It is great stuff if you are painting your own models. I believe all of it is now watchable on YouTube. 
check it out. Um, but a lot of you messaged um, because you saw me on that. Thank you for saying hi, and um, thank you for a couple of you who said I look sinister when I was actually building models because of the lighting. It, <laughs> it means a lot. I appreciate it. If you would like to reach out, uh, cast dice on Facebook, C-A-S-T-D-I-C-E. My name is Brad. Hi. Uh, you are guaranteed a response if you message the page. But, guys, I think uh, if we're to this part of the show, I think we just need to go with what our old buddy Casey always says, which is, when you're playing the games that we know and love, I hope your dice roll hot. I hope your beverages are cold. But more than anything else, we at Cast Dice hope that you are having fun. Stay safe out there, guys. Good night. And the